What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. Good morning, and uh, I hope this Thursday morning is working out well for you. I woke up this morning. Uh, very nice weather outside. In Vegas, you have to get out in the morning because it's the only time of the day that's actually bearable because by the time, you know, 11 o'clock noon comes around, it's the weather. It, let me tell you, you know just how Chicago, right? People tell you, you need to buy your clothes for Chicago, in Chicago. The cold there is so cold that it's not like anywhere else, right? That's how I feel about Vegas heat. People don't know. <laughs> they have no idea what they're walking into until they get here and they realize, oh, wow, I'm, I'm literally cooking outside. I, I, I can't do this anymore. So we haven't gotten all the way to the pinnacle of our summertime yet, but it's... It's fast approaching. I mean, we're in those triple digits. So, we got a lot to talk about today. We got Adam Schiff, uh, Lion Adam Schiff. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about the Trump indictment. We're going to talk a bit about, um, and Michigan actually banned the pride flag in, in, public, in the public arena. And Harvard, Harvard is selling body parts. I didn't stutter. <laughs> Harvard is literally selling body parts. So uh, let's get started with Mr. Schiff, okay? Um, the, you know, you never remember back in the day, MTV used to have this thing on called grudge matches, right? And it would be one, you know, famous person against another, two musicians or whatever, uh, duking it out. I would love to have five minutes alone with this guy. Uh, there are certain people that rub you wrong and, and others who rub you just more than others wrong. He, he's one for me. He's absolutely one for me. And uh, I have to pray sometimes, like, Lord, take this away from me. I don't want to feel this kind of, uh, uh, these types of feelings toward another human being. But uh, if I'm being completely honest, I absolutely do. This guy has created more nonsense and problems for Donald Trump than I think just about anybody else on the left, with the exception of Biden himself once he got elected, you know, with all the false, uh, you know, uh, all the lies about whether or not he was involved in a Mar-a-Lago raid and uh, in these indictments that continually get handed down after Biden gets caught doing something, Trump gets indicted within 24 hours consistently. So it's not like we don't know where it's coming from. You, you can't lie to us. We, we know you're just, you're full of it. You're full of it on Romania, full of it on Ukraine, full of it on China. Now they have uh, several other audio recordings beyond the ones that we currently have that prove that Biden is on the take and for some reason still sits in power right now. I tell you what, with, with the evidence that we have right now against Joe Biden, he should have his decision-making abilities absolutely limited. Absolutely limited. He should have to run all of his decisions through someone else right now through through a board or a panel to have them vote on it this guy should have no interaction whatsoever uh when it comes to uh foreign nationals he's already proved that he can't be trusted who knows what kind of influence he's selling now if he sold it then and he was under obama at that point he couldn't make in uh or influence uh foreign policy but now he can actually make it so he doesn't have anyone else to split the take with so I'm really concerned about what he's actually doing right now. And I'm also actually concerned about why the FBI and other people who should know better are 
seemingly defending him and, and, and stonewalling investigations the Senate is trying to conduct. It's, it's really a sad situation, which has made the patriots, the, the real Americans, real Americans who believe in the Constitution, real Americans who believe in our Bill of Rights, real Americans who believe in the standards and the values founded on, founded on, who believe we get our rights afforded to us by our maker, not by the government. Those real Americans. We feel very deflated and defeated right now. We have no trust whatsoever in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We have no trust whatsoever in the federal government at all. And that, and that kind of spills over into all areas of law enforcement uh, as well as uh, federal, as well as local governments. Because everyone that we don't see speaking out right now in these perilous times, we also feel is guilty of not saying anything, of, of not taking a side, of not standing up. That's what you were elected to do. So if we don't hear you, you're guilty as well. Because doing nothing is being complicit in the act. So, you know, get with it. You know, lead, follow, or get out of the way. But make your stance known. That's all we say. So, uh, guys, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the House of Representatives. And they were trying to censure Adam Schiff. And he deserves it. He, and they're going to sue him. And I'm sure Trump is definitely planning on suing this man. And he should. For everything he has, his house, his car, his children's houses, and their cars. This guy lied so heavily, constantly, throughout the entire life of this false investigation. He continually misled the public. Constantly saying he had irrefutable proof Trump was actually guilty of colluding with the Russians. And he said it with those wide eyes, that sociopathic grin on his face, like he had taken too much or not enough of his medication. The guy is is definitely, he should be replaced. He, he, he should be taken out of government and never be allowed to to run for public office ever again. On Wednesday, the House of Representatives voted 225 to 196, the table of resolution to censure Rep. Adam Schiff. The resolution, which was introduced by Rep. Anna Polina Luna, uh, she's a Republican from Florida, accused Schiff of misleading the public about the Russia investigation. The resolution has said that Schiff repeatedly told falsehoods, which he did, about the investigation, including claiming that the FBI had evidence that Trump campaign officials colluded with Russia. The, Rush, uh, the resolution also said that Schiff lent credibility to the Steele dossier, a collection of unverified falsehoods, allegations, and untruths. Uh, Trump's ties to Russia and Adam Schiff denied the allegations against him, calling the resolution a partisan witch hunt. He said that the resolution was nothing more than a political stunt like the one you were pulling by accusing the sitting president of colluding with the Russians. Meanwhile, it was your party colluding with the Russians. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, <laughs> that was designed to, distra to distract from the fact that Donald Trump and his allies are guilty of serious crimes. You mean to detract from the fact that Joe Biden is actually guilty of crimes and you're guilty of crimes? That Nancy Pelosi had been guilty of crimes? Let's go all the way back to Elizabeth Warren. I mean, which one of you guys aren't? 
Where is it campaign finance issues with Bar uh, with, with uh, not Maxine uh, Barbara Boxer, Maxine Waters paying uh, Maxine Waters paid her own daughter who has no prior experience and in, in campaign management. She paid her like three hundred thousand dollars out of the donations of her campaign. No problem there. No ethics issues there. You guys are full of it. And what's weird is instead of right and wrong meaning more than right and left, like I typically say, you keep marching to the beat of the same drum. And what you're going to do is cause so much division in this country that you're going to cause the thing that you constantly complain about that may happen. Self-fulfilling prophecy. You constantly talk about the people on the right flooding the streets and what they're capable of. Well, I mean, sir, if you really continue to push that narrative, push that note, and people in this country, one, have their guns taken away, two, have their children indoctrinated and have males using the female restroom, three, have men and women sports, uh, constantly attacking the Constitution, levying false charges against innocent people, paying foreign spies to create paperwork to make it look like legally, uh, illegally elected officials were colluding with foreigners in order to get elected while in fact it was your guy who actually was in business with foreign nationals well over 10 million dollars Adam where are you at on that because if you care about right and wrong you care about the rule of law who breaks the law shouldn't matter only that the law was broke so how do you feel about Joe Biden Adam you're going to say anything? You're going to do anything about that? Or are you going to remain quiet? I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. If you don't want to call out anything that Joe Biden is doing, you should just take a seat in the back of the bus and shut up and say nothing else. Period. However, the vote also showed that there is still a, dividing, uh, a divide in the House over the Russia investigation. They don't want to let go of their lie. What is wrong with these people? And <laughs> and 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 let me let me just throw this in. If Adam Schiff thinks that anything that they that they said about him was wrong, that 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 it, these were this is a political witch hunt or a stunt as he called it, which part of what she said was wrong? Hmm? Point it out. Say that particular thing is wrong, and then say why it's wrong. Defend yourself. Quit making vague assertions like that's wrong. No, it's not. Point it out. Point out the piece of the puzzle that's wrong. And let's discuss it. Because I guarantee you, when you get right into the hard facts, the bottom line, that he can't point out a, an actual lie. But he will say that it's a lie. But he'll keep it very vague because he knows he can't defend himself. He's a lion sack. And he knows he's a lion sack. Now, the Republicans who supported the revolution believe that Schiff's actions were harmful to the investigation and that he should be held accountable. Democrats who oppose the resolution believe that Schiff was simply doing his job as a member of the House Intelligence Committee. Your job is not to lie. Your job, when you, begin, when you get elected, right, your job is not to be a Republican. Your job is not to be a Democrat. Your job is to uphold the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and to tell the truth. It is not to act like a defense attorney for your party and win by any means necessary, which means lying, stealing, and killing to do it. You just don't do business like that and still be able to hold office. 
It's not the way it's supposed to be done, and it shouldn't be done that way. And we should do anything at this point that we can to make sure you can't do it again. You should have all your decision. You should be kicked off of every committee, which I think they already did, right? Hmm. So, yeah, go somewhere, sit down, back of the bus, be quiet. We don't want to hear from you anymore. And I hope the people of the district that elected you, the state that elected you, I, I hope they wake up and see that you're just a line sack. And you do not, you do not and should not have the ability to hold public office any longer. You have no credibility whatsoever. Zero. Now, we're going to move on to this issue with Daniel Penny. Remember the guy in the subway in New York that choked out the guy uh, on the train? Now, afterwards, videos came out showing him putting him into a, uh, a position to allow that guy to uh, recover from, uh, wow, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, there it is. So let me fix this first. Ah! So he, he put him into a recovery position so that he could continue to breathe afterward. I guess the guy later uh, died of a crushed trachea. And I'm sorry it happened. But here's the thing. That guy had been arrested 41 times. 41 times. Now, I'm not saying that this guy holding a choke on a chokehold on him for as long as he did was anywhere near right. In fact, I'm in favor for him having his day in court. But what I'm also in favor of is to make sure that that jury does not just vote based on their feelings, but based on the law, on the law. Did this guy knowingly and willingly set out to murder this man? And who is at fault? Who is the guilty party? Is it the government of New York that arrested this man 41 times who claims that mental health is on their top list of priorities, that they didn't want to jail this man or get him the help he needs? 41 different times. He had done this situation uh, on the, on the uh, subway prior to this. He's known for being a troublemaker, right? So what, what do you do when this happens? When people that know that nothing is going to happen, calling the police do, does nothing, you can't tell nobody. People start depending on themselves, and they start to realize, I guess I'm the only one that will defend me. Because you had other situations in New York. A 67-year-old man was held up. And right in New York City, and the guy defended himself and shot the assailant trying to rob him. But when the story came out, they called the man who got shot the victim. All right, and the man who got uh, the man who was attempted to be robbed woke up in the hospital, handcuffed to a bed. He was an older man, and he just defended himself. I, I, there are several times where I see this over and over and over again, where liberals want to do something, and when they call it on themselves and something bad happens, they turn around and say, but you overreacted. I, all I did was snatch your sign out of your hand and assault you. <laughs> and let me, let me explain where that comment comes from. I posted online, I posted uh, a, a reel uh, on Facebook of some Antifa guys dressed up with orange tops. I think they call them trans-tifa. And I, I posted a video showing this guy with a helmet just molly-whopping these guys. I mean, I mean, I, I figure he broke the, the, the second one's nose pretty good. And this was all in response to these trans-tifa people attacking some guys that were there carrying some signs. I believe they were Christian folk and that sort of thing that 
I, I assume that the guy attacked him wasn't. He was there smoking a cigarette all to the side, but he saw what happened and decided to jump in and defend these people from these trans Tifa terrorists, right? So when he did, he molly the hell out of them with this helmet, and it was amazing to watch. I couldn't stop watching it. I just kept playing that clip over and over again. I've got to show this. i got to put this on the Facebook uh, on a reel. So uh, there was so much backlash over that reel. And people were basically stating, do you think that's called for when all he did was snatch a sign? Let me tell you something. If you snatch something out of my hand, off of my head, that's assault. That's assault, and it's also theft. I'm going to defend myself. Police are only coming for backup. Believe it. You're not going to put hands on me and then try to justify it later when you get your ass whooped. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. So, uh... It's 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 that type of justification that needs to stop. They think that they can do whatever they want in the name of their just completely uh, uh, delusional version of social justice. And as long as they're doing it for social justice purposes, it seems that they can get away with anything. Because look, we did it in the name of social justice, so it must be okay, right? It was a, it was the same thing like when you argue with them and they say something that. You know, you say something that triggers them, and they, they get triggered, and because they get triggered, they think they won the argument. I can't believe you said that. Oh, my God. I've, I've been in the presence of these people, and it's hilarious. And they get even more angry when you laugh. They get triggered, and you find it funny. Because they have no ability to defend their position on these issues. They will not talk to you about reality. What they will do is create their own reality and try to slide that into the conversation because they can't defend it based on the reality that has existed throughout the whole of time all the way up until this point when they just started creating these other new little talking points. A man can be a woman. No, he can't. A woman can be a man. No, she can't. Reality this way, guys. Come on. Wake up. On Wednesday, a grand jury indicted Daniel Penny on charges of criminally negligent homicide, second-degree man and second-degree manslaughter. Penny is accused of putting Jordan Neely in a chokehold that led to his death. Neely, who suffered from mental illness and had a history of violent outbursts, was on a subway train in Manhattan when he started threatening passengers. Penny, who was also on the train, intervened and put Neely in a chokehold. Neely died a short time later. Now, before I go into the next part, let me say this. You're in an enclosed environment with someone who's violent. You're not just going to knock him on his ass and turn your back on him, guys. He's going to get back up. Who knows what weapons he has or if you're safe. If I am in an enclosed place with somebody who's violent, I'm going to make damn sure that person's not moving before I stop. And also keep in mind, Jordan, uh, uh, excuse me, Daniel Penny was not alone in this act. He tried to build it as racism at first. They changed the tune real quick afterward when they figured out that Daniel Penny wasn't alone and that a couple of the guys that helped him, one of them were black. So it's not like all the people on the train didn't see what was going on and didn't side with Daniel Penny at the time this happened. The, as far as, you know, the trial and all that is just for legal sake, right? The people on that train who saw this incident 
They were the judge and the jury at the time it happened. And how did they react? They helped Daniel Penny. There is your verdict. There shouldn't be any more that needs to be said about that. Now, Penny has said that he was trying to protect the other passengers on the train. However, some people believe that he used excessive force after the fact, right? Now, the, the indictment against Penny is a sign that prosecutors believe that he acted recklessly and caused Neely's death. Well, like I said, the one question that I have, the one gray area I have is how, how long he held the chokehold. And that's going to be what's argued because they're going to weigh that against whether or not you know, it was a negligent homicide or whatever the case may be. But the, the, the issue is this. And like I said, if you're in an enclosed place, a place you can't get away from, so you have no option but to take whatever danger is facing you head on, head on. You're not going to just uh, get into some kind of fisticuffs deal where you're going to shake hands and turn your back on the guy. You're in an enclosed place. I'm not going to stop beating you until you're unable to move so I know I'm safe. If you are the assailant and you're attacking me and other people on the train, I'm going to immobilize you completely. I'm going to make sure that myself, my family, the people around me, the people I'm with, the people that you got, the people that you put in danger are safe. Because they are not safe if I just say something to you rile you up even more, or I just punch you and you get back up and now I've poured gas on the fire, that, that's, it, it's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. Take it from someone. I grew up in Baltimore City. I've had my own time on both sides of bars. I understand exactly what he was facing when he did what he did. Right? And, and, I, and I'm, I've been completely honest on this issue from beginning to end. I even questioned his motives to begin with because I didn't know the entirety of the story. So I didn't want to be one of those guys that weighed in before he had all the facts. So I didn't want to start talking bad about Mr. Neely or Mr. Penny at the time until I knew all the details of what happened. And I think that for societally, we definitely need this to go to, to a court case so that we have an outcome that everyone can live with. The only issue here is the fact that that court case will be held in New York and people there are going to vote uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a jury. They're... they're hopefully going to decide this with the law and not with their feelings, not with their sense of social justice without considering the law and the story and this man's intentions. Because I believe it, that's where it starts and ends. What was your intentions when you did what you did? And then, like I said, are you going to turn around and, and hold New York, uh, the people, the judge that let him go, the, the previous prosecutors who let him go, is everyone going to be held accountable? Because it's their fault. They knew this man had mental illness. What kind of help did they get him? He'd been violent in the past. What kind of time did they give him? He shouldn't have even been on that train. It's that simple. Now, the case still sits in the early stages, and it's unclear how it will be resolved. However, it is a reminder of the complex issue that can arise when people with mental illness come into contact with the criminal justice system. And that much I can definitely agree on. Definitely agree on. I've seen it close up. When you're when you're behind prison walls, when you're when you're in a, in, in a facility, uh, in a jail or what have you, and you have mental illness problems, 
You have mental health issues. Hell, if you even have health issues, you're ignored. You're absolutely ignored. You will fill out a little piece of paper called a kite, and you will send that in uh, to medical staff, and that's and you won't hear a damn thing back for months. Months. And some people might say, well, who cares? They're criminals. Really. Let me explain something to people that I don't think a lot of people get. You can be caught up in something by no fault of your own and be doing 100% the right thing. Sometimes people get caught up for doing the right thing and be damned with the consequences. And that person will have to go and sit behind bars for a little bit of time. Does it make that person bad nor good? See, I, I'm one that believes in doing the right thing no matter what the consequences are. I don't care. If I know I'm right, I'm going to follow this thing through to its ultimate conclusion. And you can do with me what you will. But I'm not going to stop. I won't. If I know I'm right, I'm not going to stop. You're not going to shut me up. You're not going to make me change my talking points. You're not going to make, you're not going to change my mind. It, it, I'm just going to keep on coming and until I either win or I just can't come anymore. And that's what everybody on the conservative side, that's what all the Christians in this country need to do. We need to do that. Because the silent majority, like I say constantly in every show, you're silent. You're silent when you shouldn't be silent. When you see these terrible things happen in the public arena, when you hear people espouse these crazy views, and you just, you're quiet. Because you don't want to deal with the confrontation. I'm telling you, you need to stop doing that. You need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You need to start absolutely standing up for yourself standing your ground confrontation be damned if we don't start doing that everywhere we see it in every turn every time things are not going to change it's not going to get better evil will not retreat willingly it must be beaten back do you want your kids indoctrinated do you want pride flags flown through your school do you want pornography on the school library shelves? Do you want teachers holding secret LGBTQ clubs or school counselors helping children transition without the parents' knowledge? Do you want judges forcing parents to refer to their own child as a boy when they're a girl or a girl when there's a boy like the man had to do in Texas? This is... These are things happening in this day and age that we never thought we'd ever see happen. We thought these are common sense issues. Why in the hell will we have to ever fight that battle? Right? Well, unfortunately, we do. We do. And we cannot win without your help. We can't win by being quiet. We can't win by not getting involved. We can't win by not protesting. We can't win by not voting. It's not going to fix itself. You have to go out and get involved. There, there are conservative groups. There are Christian conservative groups. They're all around you. Get on Google. Look. Find out where they are. Find out where they meet. 
Go find out what the issues are. Go to your town halls. Go to your PTA and school board meetings. People, if we don't get involved, they're just going to do whatever they want to. And, 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 it, and we're going to still just stand on the sidelines and complain, but, but we're not doing anything. You, you got to get up off the couch and you got to go get involved. But I do have good news. Good news. So the pride flag has been banned. And, and I don't want to say this wrong because it's got an M in a place that typically you don't see an M in a word. But the Hamtrak City Council on Tuesday voted 5-4 to four to ban pride flags from being flown in public flagpoles. The decision, and yes, you know what? Round of applause. Let's do this. Absolutely. I, I don't get a chance to push the buttons a lot. Let's do it again. They deserve two. They deserve two. Five to four to ban pride flags being flown in public areas. Now, those who supported the ban argued that it was necessary to respect the, the religious rights of the city's Muslim residents. And, you know, I don't care. I'll still take the win. They said that the pride flag is a symbol of homosexuality and against the teachings of Islam as well as Christianity. As well as most all religions. Uh, you know, some, some Christian churches have now... Uh, bowed down to the woke ideology, and I and I am uh, setting up to do a show completely on that topic. And before I do, I'm actually going to go interview some Methodist folks, and we're going to talk about why the church felt it necessary to start ordaining people from the LGBTQ community to preach on the pulpit. I want to understand what the hell is going through their heads to make them think that's okay. But that's a that's a sidebar issue. Now, those who opposed the ban argued that. It was discriminatory and that it would send a message that the LGBTQ people are not welcome in Hamtrak. Now, here's the thing, folks. And I'm going to say what nobody else will. And I'm going to say what everyone else is thinking. Because they're so afraid to be called a bigot. But here's the reality of it. We treat everyone with human decency and respect. That's the rule. But people that have lifestyles that don't adhere to the norm, and I said it, norm, normal, which means more than 50% of, that means most people, your lifestyle doesn't adhere to the norm, doesn't adhere to the norm as far as our culture goes, it doesn't adhere to the norm as far as society is concerned. And I'm not talking about people's opinions, I'm talking about numbers, right? So, even the people in the middle that protected or at least fought for the right for people that belong to the LGBTQ community, even before it was called that, uh, to exist and to live their lives how they wanted to. They just wanted to live their lives. If they chose to be with a man or a woman, it was up to them whether or not we agreed. We agreed that they had the right to live their lives the way they want to. But where we disagree is that you're on equal footing with uh, societally, with a marriage between a man and a woman, that you are seen as exactly the same as those couples and those nuclear families in the eyes of the schools and in the eyes of society. What we're doing is telling you that, hey, you can live your life however you choose to live your life. Absolutely, go ahead and do it. I wouldn't stand in the way, and I, and I wouldn't force you to be like me. That's just a fact. I, I think love is a choice. So if I force you to be like me or to worship my God, and that's not done out of the love of your heart. I'm not doing you no favors, me no favors, or God no favors. That's, that's not what we're into. Here's the thing. 
but I'm not going to give you equal footing. I'm not going to give you equal billing. It's the same reason, and, and I say it like this, and let's talk about the marriage issue, right? And, and, and they talk about, well, why are so many people getting divorced today in America? Why? Well, marriage doesn't mean as much as it used to mean. It, it, it's, it, it's not, uh, it doesn't symbolize the same things that it used to symbolize in people's minds anymore. And people would say, why? Why is that? Very simple. When you counterfeit something, when you counterfeit it so many times, the real thing becomes worth much less than it originally was. And that's what they've done to marriage. It doesn't mean the same. It's not seen as the same. It doesn't hold as much meaning. God isn't joining these people. You know, it, 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 they don't see it exactly the same. Marriage today is like people saying, hey, will you go out with me? Oh, yeah, here's a ring. Oh, I found somebody better. Give me my ring back. You know, this is, this is the way people live their lives with marriage today. You know, the vow means nothing. You know, their, their promise to God as well as their mate means nothing. They find the simplest reasons to say we have irreconcilable differences. And then they part ways. Because society today is very, 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 very selfish. Very, 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 very selfish. The, the culture today is very, very, very selfish. They don't care about bringing shame on their family for doing the things that they do, saying the things that they say. They don't care. They say it's my life. I'll live it the way I want to. When we grew up, what meant the most to us was making our mom, dad, grandma, granddad, our family proud. Was, was making the legacy of that last name that we carry mean something. It wasn't about me chasing selfish dreams. It, it, it's not about me living my life the way that I want to, believing in nothing and doing nothing with my life. It's not getting over on people or standing on the backs of other people to make myself taller. It's respecting other people's decisions, opinions, even when I disagree with them. But it's damn sure also there that same that same pride in all the right things, that same faith in God that we have and, and that love of family we have are the same reason that we would rather die than let you indoctrinate our children. That we will stand in front between you and our children and do whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. That's where this movement made its biggest mistake because people are not going to relent when it comes to their children. They're not going to. We're not going to give up. We're not going to step back. Too much is at stake. It's not going to happen. That's where they made their mistake. Second mistake is putting men and women's sports and setting women's rights back 50-plus years and doing it. It's 50-plus years. So men dominated women. Women didn't have any sports of their own, so they had this Protection of Women's Sports Act that they passed. The women had their own sports, and now... Now all a man has to do is say, I'm a woman too, and then go take your trophies, your accolades, your scholarships. Take the meaning out of what you do. Make it unfair. It's sad. And what's sad is people that know better are defending it. They're defending it. 
like I said, right and wrong means a lot less than right and left. Now, the council's decision has been met with mixed reactions from some people. Of course it has. Uh, and it's also met, been met with praise for other people. Now, the religious rights of its residents, while others have criticized the council for being uh, discriminating against... Let me start that over. I just got I sound like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden, right? <laughs> now, the council's decision has been met with mixed reactions uh, from some people. And some people have raised the have raised uh, praised the council for upholding religious rights of its residents, while others have criticized the council's discriminate as discriminating against the gay community. Now, the ban does not affect private businesses, residences, and the motion and the motion allows uh, for the flying of five different flags on public property: the U.S. flag, the Michigan flag, the Hamtramck flag, the POW flag. And a unique flag representing the nations from which many Hamtrak citizens hail from. The, the citizens, by way of Hamtrak City Council, are members of an ongoing debate about the role of religion in, the pu in public life. And it's, and it's a reminder of the importance of fighting for equality for all people, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. I get that part. But here's the thing. You cannot take political stances in a public forum for or against certain issues. And this happens to be one of them. This is a private issue that you need to keep private to you. If you want to fly that flag privately in front of your house, in front of your business, on your car, those are private private property. You can do that. You can do that, but you can't force the government to take sides on a political issue. It's that simple. Argument closed. It's over. Now, Here's the one, here's, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, here's the one that really should make you cringe. The suspects in this Harvard selling body parts, I'm not kidding you, Harvard was caught selling body parts. Now the suspect includes Cedric Lodge, who worked as the morgue manager at Harvard Medical School, his wife Denise Lodge, Katrina McLean of Salem and three other people from Pennsylvania and Minnesota. Lodge, accused, Lodge was accused of stealing organs and other parts. They, they donated these parts, uh, their bodies, to the University for Medical Research and, they, and, and education before uh, they were to be cremated. Now, the authorities allege he would sometimes take stolen remains from Boston to his New Hampshire home between 2018 2022 authorities said he and his wife Denise Lodge would then sell the remains what? this is nuts now McLean is accused of buying human body parts from the lodge and using them in artwork in uh, her business in her Facebook page now I'm an artist of horror macabre and oddities and everything creepy in one graphic situation, McLean reportedly bought two dissected faces. She allegedly shipped a human skin to Jeremy Pauly so he would turn into leather. I, I can't believe what I'm reading. She shipped someone human skin so they could then turn it into leather. The indictment states that Pauly allegedly sent over $40,000 to Taylor via PayPal a total of $37,355.56 was sent to Taylor by an account operated by Denise Lodge with memos including statements like, 
head number seven in brains. Literally with the I, 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 I. <laughs> I hope these people get serious time. But what I want to know is who's buying it? And why were they turning human skin into leather? Does she have a wallet? Wally the wallet? I mean, really, these people are sick. They're sick. Harvard Medical School addressed the incident in a statement titled, An Abhorrent Betrayal. We're appalled to learn that something so disturbing could happen on our campus, a community of, dedicated, of people dedicated to healing and serving others. The statement read, They reported incidents are a betrayal of HMS and, most importantly, each of, each of the individuals who <coughs> altruistically chose to, their chose to will their bodies to HMS through the anatomical gift program. So these people donated their bodies to science for research and such that all, would all be done prior to them being cremated. And these guys in the middle that received those bodies decided that they would capitalize off of it uh, in a very Hannibalistic, Hannibal Lecter <laughs> style way. I mean, you can't describe it any other way. Put the lotion in the basket, right? That's <laughs> just exactly what I would think when I hear something like this. Now, to advance medical education and research, that's the reason why they donated their bodies. We are so very sorry for the pain this news will cause for our anatomical donors, families, and loved ones. And HMS pledges to engage with them during this deeply distressing time. This is a disturbing story. To say the least, right? To say the least. And it's important to remember that the people who donated their bodies to Harvard School, did uh, Harvard Medical School rather, did so with the intention of helping others. It's heartbreaking to think that their remains were stolen and sold for profit. I mean, first Harvard turns out Obama, and now this. Really? <laughs> I wonder if this will affect their, their, their uh, federal funding. Uh, guys, listen. We live in a very screwed up world and we need God. The only reason things happen to the level they happen right now is because we've stepped further and further away from Him. And we need to get back to Him. They're going to argue and fight us every step of the way. Claiming that people who are atheists have as much rights as those who believe. And I say this. Our country was, is as prosperous as it is, and it survived as long as it has, because it's a rule of laws based on Judeo-Christian principles. When you remove those, what you get is the world that we live in today. And with that, I'm going to close out. So, as usual, silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer.